syndication in the beginning, you're going to be focused very much on your education, of course, and focused very much on building your networks. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, on these hump day hustles, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent today. How are you doing, Todd? Uh, doing fantastic, man. We, uh, we had a, a capital raise uh, the other day and crushed it. So I'm excited about that. Investors responded really well quickly and uh, successfully. And so we're moving on, of course, to the final phases and getting ready to close. And so definitely excited about how that all went. And I'll talk more details uh, maybe in a couple of weeks, too. Sounds good. Yeah, this, uh, since we last talked, I got uh, LASIK surgery for myself, and I couldn't be happier. My vision is much improved. Uh, and uh, went on a little hiking or vacation with my wife, and then uh, also getting my syndication business ready to launch. So working out various details. So I'm excited about that. The LASIK is fantastic. I did that, oh, I don't know. It's probably been eight years seven years, nine years, I don't know, somewhere in there. It's fantastic. I, I'm a big outdoorsman. And so my glasses, I couldn't wear contacts. The contacts would irritate my eyes. I never got the right adjustment. It would irritate my eyes and make my eyes like bleed. Mm. Um, so I could never do that. Or I, I did it for a while, but I, I couldn't no longer do that. It just caused too much irritation in my eyes. So I, then I had to go back to glasses and the glasses would always fog up and fall off or like, you know, move. And so it was just, uh, I couldn't deal with it. And I'm like, I got to see if I can do this LASIK thing. So I went and checked it out. And of course I could do it and I did it. And it's been awesome. 20, 2020 still. Um, so that's good. Hopefully that stays for like the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, I will see, but, um, man, so far so good. It, it, was, it was worth it. Excellent. Um, yeah. So, and I saw the hiking. Uh, it looks like you just followed where I went the other week. It was it was a cool little spot that you went in in uh, Winona uh, along the river. So it was cool. That's good. Good stuff. Yep. I was there. I think the week before. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, what are we talking about today? So we're going to talk about the day in the life of a syndicator give our listeners kind of a typical expectation of what their lives would look like if they were a indicator. Yeah. And I think uh, the day in the life changes drastically depending mm -hmm. on what stage you're in. Right. So if you're in the beginning stages of a um, syndicator, it looks a lot different than if you're well-established, right? Uh, those are, those are two totally different things. And it also depends on, your goals, right? Depends on how aggressive you are right now at buying versus selling versus just in more of the maintain and hold. It's always ebbing and flowing and, you know, just all, there's always change and it depends on, on the time that you're in. 
for sure. That makes sense. So the days are, don't just consist of uh, waking up on the beach and drinking a Mai Tai all day? Well, they maybe could, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I suppose if I lived in that place, maybe that's what I would do. Probably wouldn't drink a Mai Tai when I first woke up, but, you know. Um, yeah, you know, look, for, for me, you know, my, I'm very active and I'm the, I really enjoy working and doing, uh, constantly going. It's just my, just who I am. So it's not all spent on necessarily syndication activities. Um, I'm, you know, I also do a podcast. I also do, uh, coaching. Um, I am a general contractor, so I also run some projects, you know, doing that, although that's kind of phased I shouldn't say phased out, but that's not a big part of what I do. Um, so it's not that I just do one thing and focus solely on syndication. So that's important for people to know that, you know, the syndication, although it needs to be of your main focus, that's what you're going to do. It necessarily won't take up 40 to 60 hours a week. And I probably work 50 or more most typical weeks um so let's talk uh, let's talk syndication in the beginning you're going to be focused very much on your education of course and focused very much on building your networks those are the two most critical things that you need to be doing right so you need to make sure you're you're well educated but at the same time you may need to make sure you're taking action i was talking to a, a friend of mine um drew whitson and and we were talking about how there's people that think they're going to get started in this real estate thing and they they have to become so so educated but they never take action you cannot replace doing you cannot replace taking action so you have to constantly do it so at life at the beginning it's it's networking with investors it's networking with brokers networking with property managers networking with contractors it's networking with other syndicators it's networking with anybody in the business right and making sure you're getting to those getting to where you want to go um you, you, this is a partnership business. This is a team business. So you have to be able to meet the right people that are going to help you get to where you need to be uh, and that you can help as well. Right. And so you've got to figure out that's, that's the most critical factor in the beginning. Again, education. Can you talk the talk? Right. If I tell you something about a cap rate and you, well, I don't know what a cap is, right. Uh, maybe I've heard of it, but I don't know, you know truly what it means or IRR and you go, I don't really know what that is, but it sounds cool. Um, well, we need to figure that out, right? We need to understand what that stuff is. If I tell you I'm looking at the broker OM, well, what does that mean? You know, so we have to understand the words. We have to be educated, but at the same time, we don't need to be overly educated to where we're freezing and we're never taking action. 
Exactly. I mean, you know, part of doing business with people is to get them to know, like, and trust you. And, and if you don't even have a clue of what you're talking about, they're not going to trust you to be able to do business with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about like, so that, that's the beginning stages. And then eventually, of course, you're going to buy a property. And again, I don't want people to think, well, that's five years from now. While, like, I don't want you to think it's going to take you two months from when you start this journey to when you close on your first property is likely going to take you, I mean, anywhere between at the very short end, six months, um, but probably likely a year to two years is what it will take you to be buying your first large property. Now you might buy a fourplex and you might then go buy a 10 unit. Um, and that's great. But to buy your first large property that you're going to syndicate could take you a couple years even. And that's okay. Like, don't be discouraged if it takes you that long, as long as you're taking action steps along the way. That's the most critically important thing. You need to be underwriting deals. You need to be talking with brokers. You need to be putting LOIs in, letters of intent. You need to be taking those action steps to get you to success. Because if you're not, you're never going to get there. If, I, if you're not putting in, you know, 100 LOIs every couple months, well, you're just not going to get a deal. It's just not going to happen. Believe it or not, people don't give you a deal because you want real estate, right? They reward you, award you a deal because you took critical action. That's it. So. Exactly. I remember you talking about how in the beginning you were trying to work with brokers and, and they weren't sending you deals because they didn't think that, you know, they didn't trust you uh, or know you well enough to think that you could close. Yeah. And, you know, look, it's, you might go, well, well, why would they ever send me a deal though? Cause they've never closed a deal with me. Look, it's, it's brokers understand like they have to, they have to um, take a step, a trust step and a, a reward you a deal eventually. Right. But it's not the first day they meet you, they're going to send you the best deals. And then if you don't follow through, if you don't continue to network and communicate, they're not going to trust you enough to send you or to, to award you a deal. That's just not going to happen. If you don't have any follow through or follow up, they have to start feeling comfortable with you. They have to start understanding you. You know, they're not kissing you on the first date right? They, they want to make sure you understand. They want to make sure that they feel comfortable that you can actually close. That's important to most sellers. That's critical. We don't want to go through this process and not close. So. Exactly. Hi, I'm Matt Jones. And if you're like me, you're looking to grow your real estate business while connecting with others. There's this incredible new virtual experience unlike any other. I'm talking about the North Star Real Estate Conference. It's coming to you online this October 22nd and 23rd. And it's not like one of those boring webinars you find all the time out there. No, this is going to be interactive. You're going to have the opportunity to network and grow relationships with not only the other attendees, but with the speakers as well. So you can sign up today online at nreconference.com and use the code DEX, D-E-X, for $50 off.
Let's talk uh, then, you know, you've got your, you've got, you know, your deals and, and uh, you're running a syndication business. Now you're actually active. So like, what's the day in the life for me? Well, first of all, there's never a normal day, right? And, and so for me, I shouldn't say there's never a normal day, but there's always, there's always different days, right? So for me, the typical day when I'm talking syndication business and I'm not mixing in all the other stuff that I focus on. Uh, first of all, it would, it, it's not 40 hours a week, right? Like I said. So for me, I consider this podcast as part of my syndication business, although it's also something different, right? Um, but it, it, it's mixed in there. So, so you, part, of, part of your syndication business is going to be continuing to network. And part of this podcast is networking, right? I, I've have investors calling me because of it. I've got potential deals coming because of it, uh, potential partners coming because of it. Uh, so, so that's part of the syndication business is, is the podcast. Um, but the typical day, look, I, for, for me is, is a, a, you know, I am doing a lot of education. Most of my education now really honestly isn't like, what real estate is, but I'll read a lot about the trends, what's going on. I search for different uh, different articles on, you know, what's happening in the markets to try to make sure I'm keeping my pulse on the markets. I'm doing a lot of data research on my particular markets, understanding where unemployment rates are, understanding, you know, what is the city doing anything disruptive, good or bad, um, you know, or, or, companies doing anything disruptive, good or bad, that kind of stuff, looking at, you know, what's going on with in the rental markets and, and all that, you know, jazz. Um, typically, you know, like, like the eviction moratoriums that, that the nation, you know, nationals, the CDC kind of put in place. And, you know, I was on top of that immediately because that's, that's critical, right? That's important. And, and I'm paying attention to that. And now they're being sued by, uh, the National Apartment Association and the, I can't remember the other name, but anyways, you pay attention to that stuff. So that's, that's critical in my business right now is to really pay attention to what's going on, make sure I'm serving myself and my investors. Um, so a lot of it's is just that reading and also reading on uh, mindset and business growth and, and that all, all the time. Uh, and then the other stuff is, you know, mostly networking, honestly, mostly networking, mostly, um, Networking with either current investors, potential investors, networking with current brokers, potential brokers, current property managers, potential property managers, um, and so on. So th that's a big part of, of my day to day. Of course, we do underwriting, and I don't. I still do the underwriting, but I have I have uh, somebody that goes through my underwriting first. Uh, so they'll, un they'll pre underwrite and if the deal checks the boxes that I'll go through and I'll a final underwrite a deal. Um, so that's definitely, you know, critical factor, critical part of, of my day to day, although it's not every day, but it's a lot of days put in LOIs. Um, and what else? Um, it's, so I guess that's more of the day-to-day -day stuff. And then you got the stuff that th gets thrown in there. You know, you get a deal on a contract and now you've got to either fly to or go to the property, do your due diligence. And that's very time consuming.
raise money. That's very time consuming. Um, and then execute on the business plan. That's the other thing that I, that's my week to week for sure is, and, and, and even more than that, typically I'm talking with my property management company or my on-site staff two to three times a week, but we have a, a scheduled weekly call um, for all the different properties that I, that I own. Uh, we have a scheduled weekly call. So I'm the asset manager. I'm making sure the property's running smoothly. I'm talking with um, that team and, and we're solving any problems that we might have. And again, throughout the week, I'm typically talking to them at least one other time. Uh, same thing with the contractors. A weekly call with the contractors, that's separate from the asset management call. And typically talking to them once or twice a week as well uh, to make sure things are, are running smoothly. So making sure the business plans are being executed is, is a really critical factor um, to making sure we're having success. Uh, and then communi just communication to... Um, you know, going through financials, making sure financials are looking good, and then communicating that to the investors, uh, communicating that to the property management company if we have any, you know, issues. Uh, making sure you know my bookkeeper is <clears throat> not seeing anything that is a red flag through any of the any of the books or financials. So that's a, that's a day in the crazy life of me, <laughs> kind of. You know, part, I think part of the life, I guess. There's one thing I don't think you mentioned uh, about uh, building your brand. You know, you're always posting on social media things. Uh, you're you know, speaking at meetup events. Uh, you know, you're doing this podcast. Uh, you're very active uh, with building your brand. Yeah, and, and that's kind of critical to maybe I just generally lump that into networking without really breaking it out. But it's a critical factor into making sure you're continuing to grow, right? And you've got to... Part of syndication, syndication is, is really a separate, you have to treat it as kind of like a separate business. So I've got two businesses when I'm looking at my large multifamily. I'm looking at my acquisition, my multifamily, right? My acquisition, my running, my due diligence, my operations, my renovations, that's my multifamily. And then I've got my syndication. And my syndication and multifamily are very you know, in line, but my syndication is totally separate because that is a different business, right? That is, I'm, I'm, this is talking with investors, dealing with investors, building your brand. It, it's a totally different skill set and mindset than it is operating an asset, you know, closing and operating an asset. So you've got to think of those as separate my syndication business need to focus and operate that. And I need to focus and operate my multifamily acquisition business, right? Two totally different things. So you got to think of it that way. I, I think that's really important when we're talking about multifamily syndication. It seems like syndication has, you know, all these different things involved. You know, how do you keep organized with all of it? I, I mean, yeah, you, you've got, you definitely have to make sure you're, you're blocking your time. You're, you're, making sure that you're putting time into your calendar for focus time on your syndication business and for focus time on your acquisition business. And of course, the bigger you get and the more properties you do, 
the more team members you've got to add, the more people that have become involved. So right now, um, looking at you know, adding more of a investor relationships person uh, to the team, you know, that's really important to continue to communicate with the current investors and future investors. Very critical. If they don't hear from you, and so we're always trying to continue to buy properties and, and we can't buy properties without money, right? And we have, we have money, but it's a limited resource. We can't go buy 10,000 units with the money we have in our, in our piggy bank. Uh, so we need to involve our investors and our investors want to be involved, but our job is to communicate properly with them. And it's not just the active investors. So that's just really important. Make sure that you separate the two, like, like we already said, and make sure you set time in the day for each one of them. It might not be every day. Look, I, I focus, there's one day a week that I focus a large portion of my day on investor relationships, okay? Building, maintaining investor relationships. And communication is, is critically important. I think, um, you know, always being open, always being, always encouraging your investors to, uh, to email you, call you, text you, and not just assuming they're going to, but then being proactive and email call or text them so that they see that that line of communication is open for you to be, you know, there willing to communicate with them. So that that's, I think really important. Sometimes we just assume that, well, they'll call me if they need anything or if they have any questions. Mm, most people don't want to bother you. Most people don't want to take up your valuable time. So, you have to open up that communication portal for them and then they'll start communicating with you the way they want. I think that's really important. Part of the reason I do my podcast is because it's another communication tool for my investors. I give updates. I talk about what's going on in the markets. Um, so not only is it educational for them, uh, but they also hear what's going on in my business. Um, they also get to hear from me another time, you know, so it's, it's, I think really valuable for my investors to, for me to have this podcast. Now, not every investor listens to my podcast. Some of them don't, some of them do, uh, but it's another communication tool. We send a weekly, um, uh, no, sorry, not weekly quarterly newsletter to our investors you know, and, and just try to make sure we're communicating. We, we're always trying to work on being better at it. But, you know, so sometimes we don't do a, such a great job. We, we got to continue to be better and better at it. But anyway, go back into, going back to your original question, um, it's just super important to time block, uh, honestly. And that, that's the most critical thing is you got to time block. You got to put that on the calendar and make sure you're spending the time on it. Yeah, I know. I, I live and die by my calendar and my to-do list on my phone. You know, if, if something's not on there, then I might not remember to do it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just—it's just how it is. And if you're look, if you're sitting there during the day trying to figure out what to do next, you're wasting your time. You should 
automatically be able to look at your calendar, click whatever, wherever it is, click on your computer, look on a notebook, wherever it is, you should be able to look at that calendar quickly and know exactly what you're doing next. Every morning I wake up and look at my calendar to see what I'm doing that day. Already got it written down, by the way. It was written down on Sunday, okay? But, and, and maybe pivoted, maybe Monday I get done and, and I look at my Tuesday and go, well, I need to switch a couple things. So I might switch a couple things. I might add something. I might subtract something. <clears throat> but it's already been written down. And so Tuesday morning when I wake up, I know exactly what I'm doing and exactly when I'm doing it. Good. So I, I was going to go back to with your communication. You know, you have all these different means of communicating with your investors. And I think that is partly what helps them to trust you and to continue to do business with you when they see that you're open, you're honest, you're accessible, uh, and you're, you're being helpful, you're providing value to them, they're going to keep coming back, uh, you know, to be able to keep investing with you because they, they trust you, they, they, they believe their money is in good hands. Yeah, I think definitely, um, definitely that helps. I think another thing that really helps for, for those people who are listening to this and they think, I want to do this syndication thing, whether it's right now or whether it's, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, <clears throat> you need to, the physical, I think, uh, I, I want to see you. I want to meet you and see you. And I think that is really helpful to be able to see and meet somebody. Now, it's not always going to be the case. Sometimes we can't meet somebody because they're in you know, across the country, whatever it is, and, and we can't get to them. Uh, but as much as we can, we need to see them. Zoom is a, is, is huge, right? Um, you, you're talking to somebody through Zoom, you feel more connected, in my opinion, than a phone call. So if you can't physically meet them, can't meet them for coffee, can't meet them for lunch or whatever it is, then you try to do a Zoom call with them, at least eventually. Get to know them. Get to see their face. I think that's important. One of the nice things with my podcast is people are hearing my voice a lot. They're associating me. Uh, and they're also they're also seeing my face because this go, does go on YouTube, so they can see my face. Um, so I think that's that's uh, definitely a bonus um, for, for what I do. But just, just a, that physical meeting is so important. And hearing them and just listening to them and what they're looking for is so critical to being able to have your investors come to you. Good. All right. Well, is there anything that uh, we missed in the day in the life of a syndicator? I mean, no. Look, there's always going to be there's always going to be crazy stuff that comes up, right? I mean, there's always problems with your exciting things that might happen. There's always uh, you know, coronavirus or whatever. I mean, there, but there's, look, there, the, the other, that's, that's an important thing to, to actually point out. I just said there's always coronavirus or, you know, the political uh, climate, the election, um, bizarreness that it's happening, um, riots, you know, that type of stuff. There's things in your business that you can control and there's things in your business that you cannot control. 
And you have to understand that if you let those things in your business that you cannot control, you're going to struggle in your business. You're going to be depressed in your business and you're going to drive yourself up the wall. And I'm not telling you to turn a blind eye to everything, but if you have ran your business and operated it the way that you properly should to prepare for these events that are black swan, which happen all, every year, right? Then you, you'll be fine, right? We mitigate our you know, potential for risk while something's happening, but we don't let it consume us. Uh, you know, I was asked a question the other day by an investor of, about um, the election. You know, I was asked a question the other day by another investor about coronavirus and how it's going to affect. Um, and, and you have to just be understanding that, yeah, that stuff can affect us. Absolutely. But we have to focus on really what we can control. And we, that's, that's what we're doing. We're focusing on what we can control. And we're looking at this critically understanding that a lot of stuff can go wrong. And so when I look at a deal and underwrite it, and I look at it properly, if I take into consideration that a lot of different stuff could go wrong, right, and the deal still works, then that's worth moving forward. And that's what we've done. Right? We've looked, we're looking at our deals and saying, what could go wrong? A lot of stuff could go wrong. We're stress testing our deals. We're putting a lot of different factors at play into our deals to see what would happen if, you know, crap hit the fan. And we're saying, does this deal still work? And, and if the answer is yes, then we're going to move forward. If the answer is no, then we're not. But Knowing that allows us to be okay, not excited, but be okay when stuff doesn't go full unrest does happen. When coronavirus does come, we're not like going, oh my gosh, the house of cars is going to fall down. We're going to be in flames. We're saying, you know, this sucks, but here's what we need to do to make sure we're maintaining So. We've planned, we've pre-planned for it. Yeah, I think the best entrepreneurs are the ones who adjust to these black swan events and, you know, find solutions uh, or, or find opportunities out of them as well. Yeah. And, and again, don't get consumed by them. That's so important. I see so many people, like, they, they lose track of what they're trying to accomplish and they get so consumed by them. And I, I can, it happens to me and I have to like shake my hat and go, okay, you got to stop. Like you can't be consumed by this. This isn't, this is out of your control. Like it's not in my control that coronavirus came and uh, is go, you know, cause it caused a pandemic. That's not my, I can't control that. Right. Uh, even, even if I was a, a genius and, and could figure out a vaccine, um, I still can't control that it came, right? You still can't control that it's here. Now, can I do something to maybe? But I'm not that smart, so I can't even do that, right? So I have to look at what my controllables are, and that's not my control. Like, I can't do anything. So 
you, we've got to deal with what's at hand, but we can't just get consumed by it and overwhelmed by it. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, that got like kind of <laughs> sidetracked, right? But, but uh, you know, it's part of the day in the life, honestly, is, is uh, paying attention to current events and what's going on in the markets, what's going on in the economy, what's going on politically. It's really important to understand that and just to understand how it's going to affect your business. I just want to make sure people don't get consumed by it and going, oh, well, I'm doing my homework and research, but yet you're not. You're just getting consumed by it. You're, you're, you're getting irritated by it. You're allowing it to control you. That's really important that we don't allow it that to happen. And again, that, that's part of your time block. If you time block it properly and you actually follow through with your time block, well, then you won't get consumed by it because you know you only have half an hour or an hour or whatever it is for market and uh, economic and political research, right? And so then when that time's done, that time's done, and then you've got to move on, right? And so we don't get consumed by it. Oh, good. All right, well, that's all I got then. Awesome, man. Well, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day a Saturday. Thanks, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a rating review. just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.